Welcome everyone to another episode of the Neil World Order podcast. Um, you know, I was thinking about the music thing the other day, and just like, really, you know, sometimes it's it, it's a great song or it's just a cool band. And I was thinking about one of my all-time favorite songs, and I was like, wow, I've never really talked about it. It's a song I listen to all the time, and I think I've enjoyed it from the first time I heard it, going back some, wow, it's kind of crazy to think it's 30 plus years old. Um, We're going to talk about Guns N' Roses, and uh, my favorite Guns N' Roses song, um, Estranged. Um, It's kind of like this rock opera nine-minute, just masterpiece of songs. Um, I was reading an article once, and it said that, uh, you know, it was something Axl Rose had come up with on the piano and had dabbled with uh, for a long time. Um, He kind of wrote Don't Cry, November Rain, and Estranged, all kind of together. And originally... um, I believe it was November Rain was the one that was originally like a 20-minute song, uh, which is, it's a long song in its own. It's, I believe it's shorter than Estranged, but uh, it eventually got cut in half or whatever. And then, you know, for a while there, people said that, uh, I'd read different articles where it said November Rain and Estranged were kind of at one point the same song, and then Axl Rose decided to make two songs of it. And his vision of it originally was so complex that uh, at one point Slash and uh, Duff McKagan had come to Axel and said they didn't want to play on it. They they didn't want to do the song that they just, you know, I think it was something Axel Rose had kept close to the chest. Uh, the kind of writings of those three songs were about uh, a divorce he was going through and about the way he felt and uh, all the emotions he was processing. And I think, like, this, the song is strange, kind of captures everything that Guns N' Roses was. Um, you know, they, they still tour today, but it seems like they, they kind of just, that 1986 to 1993 thing was kind of, bam, where they were. Um, they Guns N' Roses sold over um, 100 million albums. Uh, they've grossed, between touring and album sales, almost a billion dollars. Uh, since 1986, that's kind of crazy. I, I mean, that makes them one of the most successful acts of all time. We're talking top 10, hands down. The cool thing about Guns N' Roses is they were kind of put together from two bands. Um, there was a band called, uh, I believe they were called House of, House of Rose, or House of, Ro- House of Roses. Hollywood Roses, sorry, I was wrong. Hollywood Rose. Uh, And that band was like uh, Izzy Stradlin, Tracy Guns, who would go on to form the uh, hair metal group L.A. Guns later, uh, and a couple other guys. So eventually the the Hollywood Rose lead singer had quit, and Izzy Stradlin talked to Tracy Guns about his friend Axl Rose. And Axl Rose became the uh, singer of Hollywood Rose, which was Izzy Stradlin, Tracy Guns. um, Slash was actually in the band. and I believe uh, da, 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 the original Stephen Adler, the original uh, Guns N' Roses drummer, was as well. And so they formed, you know, or Axl Rose joined Hollywood Rose. There was some kind of fallout with the band's manager, 
and Axel Rose was technically fired. Um, but the issue was he lived with all the other bandmates aside from Tracy Guns. So they all kind of quit, and were and Tracy Guns went with them, and they formed Guns N' Roses, where they kind of combined the name of that band, and L.A. Guns was a side project of Tracy Guns at the time. Um, and then eventually um, Tracy Guns would quit and would be replaced by Slash. And, you know, the, re- the rest, I guess, as you say, is history. But, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses burst on the scene with uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which actually isn't even one of my favorite uh, Guns N' Roses songs. It's an epic song. It's one of those uh, classic rock and roll songs. It's kind of funny now. Yeah, I think about when I hear it on, like, the classic channel on satellite or whatever. I'm kind of like, wow, I'm that old. The stuff I grew up to is, like, classic rock. You know, and the stuff that I grew up thinking is classic rock, I guess, is, like, ancient rock. You know, I, I laughed when I saw Bob Seger in concert once, and he said one of the songs was 50 years old. And I was like, no, I can't. And I was like, holy shit, it really is. Um, you know, Guns N' Roses is still touring today. Um, you know, they had, you had Appetite for Destruction. Um, you had the little uh, EP with Patience and all that. You had to use your illusions one and two, which had, you know, don't cry, estranged. You could be mine. Uh, November rain. Um, oh, there's a host of great songs in there. I apologize. I can't think of them. I'm trying to go off the top of my head. Um, you know they had the sp- spaghetti incident they released, which I think was a mix of some covers and B sides. And then uh, the last album they you know a version of the band released was Chinese Democracy. Which didn't go over really well. It's actually not bad. I've listened to some of it. Um, but, you know, Guns N' Roses is kind of like that all-encompassing rock and roll band. I mean, I guess they kind of got lumped into, like, you know, in with the hair metal. But, you know, they weren't like your Poisons, your Motley Crues, your White Snake. Like, they were a throwback to, like, 70s rock and roll. Uh, very dynamic band, you know, with... You had the piano, you had the amazing guitar playing of Slash, um, cool arrangements, you know, they could they could break it down and do, the you know, the ballads weren't like, you know, you take which a strange November, they're almost like ballads, but at the same time, there's a, a very rock, a stadium rock kind of feel to it that um, made those songs just, just amazing. Uh, if you've never listened to Estranged or you haven't, listen to it in a long time I, I urge you to uh, jam that out uh, guitar solo alone is is pretty amazing Guns N' Roses I, I, like I said they're still touring They were, I believe they were here last fall and I kind of wanted to go see them but we didn't go and I just thought oh wow you know, that would be a really cool gig I know a while back Axl Rose as crazy as it sounds took the stage with uh, Carrie Underwood uh, and they did Paradise City and I believe Sweet Child of Mine. They might have done Knocking on Heaven's Door as well. And he actually sounded really good. So it was kind of impressive. Uh, I think that kind of, you know, led to a surge in their downloads and kind of giving them to a whole different audience. Um, but I feel like sometimes they're one of those bands that's overlooked because there was tons of drama with Guns N' Roses, you know, it just, Axl Rose was your typical lead singer, egomaniac, and I think, you know, with any band that gets that much success, 
uh, a lot of personalities, alcohol, drugs, you get that infighting that eventually, you know, I, I think at one point, like, everyone left the band. It was Axl Rose, and at one point when Guns N' Roses was performing, it was just, Axl Rose was the only original member, uh, you know, and Slash had left and done, he'd done Slash's Snake Pit, uh, Velvet Revolver, um, I believe some, Izzy, you know, the band's members started quitting one at a time. Um, I believe Steven Adler had a lot of drug problems, was in and out of rehab. You know, same with Duff McKagan. Uh, Izzy Stradlin, I think, had tons of uh, side projects. And it just became, you know, I think they made so much money, they could pursue what they want. And they're, they just weren't gelling as a whole. But, um, you know, the catalog they have is pretty amazing. And like I said, when you look at what they've accomplished, you know, they never won a Grammy. I was looking over their list of awards. They won, like, tons of American Music Awards, VMAs on MTV, which are kind of useless. And, you know, Billboard Music Awards and all the other kind of prop award shows there are. But the, I, I, I had thought they'd won a Grammy for Sweet Child of Mine, but I, in my research I stand corrected on that. But all in all, I mean, Guns N' Roses is an amazing band. Uh, a while back, uh, Chris Cornell, one of my all-time favorite voices in rock and roll, guy, God rest his soul, released an amazing cover of uh, Guns N' Roses' song Patience, which I, I'd urge you to go download that. But um, that's our Guns N' Roses take. I feel like I haven't really embraced the music as much lately. I think sometimes it just becomes the song for the episode um i i you know aside from being like one of my favorite songs um i picked a strange because like alienated um that's that's one of the definitions of estranged you know to no, no longer be feeling close or affectionate to someone or something um and, and in a way i think it's a great way to describe how a lot of us feel about this country right now, or, or maybe even just society in general, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Um, but it just seems like we're in a period of time where things just keep taking wrong turn after wrong turn, uh, especially these past few years. I mean, you know, just in this past week, the government decided to raise taxes on nearly 60% of Americans. And then doubled down on it by refusing to only raise tax. By they turned down uh, and declined to amend the bill to only raise taxes on those making four hundred thousand or more. So it, it's proof that Democrats just want your money. That that's all they want, you know. And they called this like what is it? The Inflation Reduction Bill, which it's it's printing more money, which creates inflation. So like it, it's exactly the opposite of what it says it is and, and it's sad that we've reached a point in time where people are so stupid that they don't even realize that um you know and and on top of that hey we're gonna add eighty-seven thousand more irs jobs I, and we're in these jobs they're going to be armed irs agents that are going to be trained to use lethal force that should scare you because the IRS is a bunch of desk jockeys. That's what they should be. And I'm telling you, the most audits done by the IRS are done on the middle class. You would think they're done on rich people. They're not. The IRS likes to attack people that can't afford lawyers. Because if you can't afford a lawyer, they're going to win. They're going to get what they want. you know. And 
I feel like the older I get, I look at the tax code and I look at taxation. And so much of it's theft. Like, it's, I don't know, it, it really bothers me to where I'm like, you know, we don't owe these people this kind of money. We don't, we pay tax on everything. It goes up. You know, some people don't pay anything. And I'm not one of those people that gets mad when the rich people say like, because I know as a whole they pay 65%. Like, the top 1% in this country do pay 65% of all taxes. And people that learn how to pay less, I, I don't get mad at you. I'm like, show me. You know, I've said that repeatedly. Um, you know, and I just, the last thing this country needed was more. I've, I've always been for abolish the IRS, abolish the Federal Reserve. Um, but this government is going to expand it. And that that's probably how they plan on making money. They're going to raise your taxes, and then they're going to have people out there to enforce that they actually get the money from these raised taxes and can have way more eyes looking over every tax filing sent in to make sure nobody's you know trying to do anything to keep their own money. Because that's essentially what it is. It's your money. They tax it when you make it. When you get paid, you pay taxes. You shouldn't have to pay taxes again at the end of the year. I don't care. No, you shouldn't. You've given them a cut. It is what it is. You know, the government's like the only person in the world that gets to live, spend more than they make. And they do it consistently. And the worst part is, like, when they bounce a check, they're not, they don't feel the repercussion of it. We all do. So our taxes go up. The prices of things go up. Inflation, you, you know, and you get this crazy economy we have right now where they're tout how low gas prices are and they still don't realize that they're still up two dollars over what they were but typical with this administration they have a hold my beer moment and they're like you know what we're gonna get the fbi and we're gonna raid former president uh donald trump's residence in mar-a-lago florida when he's not there um Supposedly, this was over classified doc documents that apparently left the White House with Trump. But uh, these documents were so important that it took 18 months to realize they were missing. Ultimately, I think what the rumor is, they believe it was nuclear stuff. You know, and they're going to try to pin it as he was going to sell it to Russia or something. It's it's more bullshit. Like you know, you're you're getting more nonsense from the people that brought you, you know, Russia rigging the 2016 election. Um, the people who brought you COVID, which now COVID is, they're going to treat unvaccinated people the same as vaccinated, no quarantine, even though nothing has changed except maybe an overall tolerance of what we're willing to handle for them, that they're now treating COVID the way they should have treated it from day one. It was never an issue. It was never anything to be afraid of. But um, so, you know, back to the raid, never in history, in, a, in the history of our country, has the Department of Justice been yielded as such a political tool the way Biden's yielding it? And if you think there's any validity to this Trump nuclear stuff, you probably also believe Joe Biden got 81 million votes. He didn't. Um, you know, it's a disgrace. Uh, I personally think Merrick, Attorney General Merrick Garland should be hung or worse. Um, you know... And ultimately, I look at this as, it, one, it, it's to try to keep Trump from running for president again, which I've said I don't think he should. But it, it's a scare tactic. You know, it, it's it's a flex. 
it's it but this is also the same kind of shit that happens in screwy third world messed up republics like Russia, South South America, Africa. This doesn't happen here. Um, you know, but it, it stuff like this will continue as long as, you know, all of us uh, allow Democrats to kind of have carte blanche and face no accountability or at least any form of retaliation for the, the things they do. And I think that's a big part of it, you know, especially like Republican politicians have failed. So many of us, you know, and, and I, I scratch my head when people are so gung ho to support them because they've done very little. They, they just they'll hold a press conference and talk shit, but nobody's really um, I'll give Marjorie Taylor Greene some credit. She filed articles of impeachment for Merrick Garland. I can support that. But everyone else, it's just kind of posturing and tough. To, you know, some of the people, you know, you have your Kevin McCarthy's, but then you get like Mitch McConnell, who's just a rhino. And Mitch McConnell should have been gone years ago. And I hope he suffers a terrible fate and dies a slow death. He's just an awful, disgusting person. I'll tell you how I really feel, right? But, um, you know, you've had McCarthy speak out, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Babert, uh, even Dan Crenshaw, and I'm not a huge Dan Crenshaw fan. I think he's a fake. But um, there were even Democrats that spoke out on this. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, of all people, said this was ridiculous and there needed to be evidence and, you know, reasons why this was done released immediately. Uh, Merrick Garland gave a press conference the other day where I, at first, I thought he was just doing, like, a Joe Biden impersonation. You know, aside, he wasn't shaking hands with the air or anything, but he was mumbling, sounded clueless and stupid, um, which, you know, is kind of par for this administration. I think it's a, a gaggle of people who are stupid, uninformed, misguided, um, make bad decisions, you know, whether it's Mayor Pete taking the butt, um, Kabbalah, Biden, um, I don't know, one of his trans fairy, tranny goon, Department of Health, the bald, weird-looking, she, him, unicorn, uh, health administrator. Like, they're, they're, it's a clown show. It's literally like, I don't know if you, back in the 90s, you ever saw the Jim Rose side circus show? It, that is literally the Biden administration. It is just a gaggle of people that you wouldn't want near you and make your skin crawl. And that's just being honest. Uh, you know, and the, the, like I said, the crazy thing about this is Trump would be, you know, you'd have to look at it right now as being Biden's biggest opponent as we head towards midterms. And obviously he's not running in the midterm, but he, his influence he's going to have in the midterms. And, um, you know, as far as running in 2024, which, you know, maybe this put a damper on, although Donald Trump has seen record fundraising, um, since the FBI raid, which is going to ultimately be a bunch of, they're going to use a bunch of big words to say they found nothing because they know you people fell for COVID and some of you are still wearing masks so they can just say stupid shit and nothing's going to phase the general public because people are fucking stupid. You know, and I, I, I don't know what to think of it, you know. We, we ultimately have a president who can't, can't even put a coat on by himself. Did you guys see that video where he got off the helicopter the other day and his wife literally had to dress him? Like, that's embarrassing. Like, that's 
quotation hand marks, the leader of the free world. And it makes you ask, so who really is in charge? Is it Kamala? And and I doubt it because she's barely functioning herself. You know, a lot of people say it's Obama behind the, behind the scenes. Maybe it's Pelosi. Maybe it's some liberal Democrat group behind the scenes that kind of pulls the strings. You know, there's a chance we never know unless we just burn the whole thing to the ground, which probably isn't a bad start, but... Uh, Cue the FBI raiding my house in three, two, no, okay, no windows breaking. Maybe they're gonna, they don't work on Saturday nights. You know, the other crazy thing about the whole um, Trump raid thing is the judge that signed off on the warrant was linked to Jeffrey Epstein. He had received immunity in the case against Epstein in Florida. Um, so, you know, even if you look up Judge Bruce Reinhardt online on the U.S. Court.gov or whatever, his bio link, when you click on it, you have no access to it. You can look at the other judges and see all the things they've done, you know, the ranks they come up through. Not him. Um, you know, and also, like I said, like I've talked about many other things, you kind of get, when you do web searches, they kind of give you what they want you to read. That's the stuff that's all right there, the first couple things. Um you know, so you don't see any of the, the dirt stuff. It's always like, oh, this, this, here's the good thing. He's a good guy, this, that. You know, none of that's, I don't know, that that really bothers me. You know, it, coincidence, though, right, that he was uh, linked to Epstein and now he's part of this. And you know what I think about that word. So the whole thing is kind of, it, it's a shit show. We'll see how it unfolds in the next couple of weeks. Uh Maybe they drag this out to November. Maybe this is their uh, the hill they're going to die on to try to sway votes. Um, I think they've already, the air has already gone out of the sails of Roe v. Wade because, I mean, how hard are you going to campaign on um, killing babies? I just think that's, that's, a, that's a tough sell to people acting like you've really got to have that in the world. But they are Democrats, so who knows? Um, but yeah, I guess hold, hold your breath and, uh, see what happens there. Um, so you guys know how I'm always watching, uh, trying to find new things to watch and I love true crime. Oh, actually this isn't true crime, but it's a crime show. Um, I started watching, if you have Hulu, um, it's called Under the Banner of Heaven, uh, starring Andrew Garfield. He was, uh, he was in the Amazing Spider-Man and uh, I believe he was in the Facebook movie, the social network. He had a, he was one of the, I don't know, one of the guys that Zuckerberg, he played one of the guys Zuckerberg screwed over. Uh, he's done a handful of things. Uh, most notably, you know, he was the second Spider-Man after Tobey Maguire and before Tom Holland. But uh, it kind of centers around like uh, they're in, I believe they're in Utah. It's like a Mormon community. No offense, Scott. And, um, you know, there's murder, and it's all tied in within the church. And, uh, you know, and I don't know Mormon history, like a lot of people, but, like, you know, the things they're talking about. And it's kind of, and I'm going to have to pick Scott's brain on some of this stuff uh, one day, because some of it's kind of like, wow. You know, I don't know how you get women to buy into all this, but uh, Mormon religion aside, it's a cool show. Uh, You know, it's slow going. It's very dialogue driven. Um, but yeah, it's got Andrew Garfield in it and, um, the guy who plays, um, 
uh, he's the uh, Indian chief in uh, Yellowstone. He plays rain. Is it Rainwater? That's his name. His name's Gil Bingham or something like that in real life. He's the other detective. And then there's just a lot of you know other characters that have been in different movies or whatever. But it, like I said, it's very dialogue driven. It's not action packed. It's kind of slow. If you liked. Um, True Detective on HBO, which is another one I would recommend. I watched seasons one and two. Uh, the first season was Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. Second season was like Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell. Um, they're kind of ensemble cast, but those are really good as well. The first season I loved. Second season was eh, it was it was okay. Uh, Beth Dutton from uh, Yellowstone is actually in uh, season two. She plays Vince Vaughn's wife. He's like a like a mobster kind of guy. But uh, yeah. It's, I think I'm four episodes into this. They're long episodes. Like I said, I think it's exclusively on Hulu. Although it says it's an FX show, but I don't believe it's on FX. But I feel like I don't watch a lot of network, like regular television now. I just kind of Google show or, you know, search shows on Netflix or Hulu or Prime or whatever and kind of watch them. I started watching The Boys. I got to get back into that. I kind of dallied into this and... But yeah, check it out if you like shows like that. I think you might like it. Uh, like I said, it's very slow going, very dialogue driven. Totally not the same kind of show, but it reminds me of how, I don't know if those of you watched the first few seasons of House of Cards on Netflix. Um, very dialogue driven show. You know, it was all about the dialogue. There's, you know, not a lot of action going on. It's just what people are saying and, you know, which I guess is any show, but it's just some shows are very different like that. Um but yeah, check that out. And like I said, check out True Detective as well. I believe there was a third season with the guy who's actually going to be Blade in the new Marvel uh, Blade movies or whatever. It's kind of interesting article I was reading about Marvel. It said how we've kind of become uh, superhero fatigued uh, the last few Marvel shows and films. While they, they made good money, they didn't project and make that kind of Marvel money that they're used to with the uh, latest Thor movie and I mean the Spider-Man No Way Home did really well but it kind of tailed off after that I think because Spider-Man's a strong character your Doctor Strange your Thor they're always kind of second tier I would have thought Thor would have done really well but you know it might have been the fatigue from the Doctor Strange movie, which a lot of people didn't like the Doctor Strange. It, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I think it it was more of less a Wanda movie. Um, you know, the, the Scarlet Witch or whatever. But I think that movie had a lot of dark tones in it. And I think people didn't want that. And then, you know, you had Maverick, the Top Gun movie, come out. And it got, gave people something so completely different. You know, it wasn't superhero related. It was more... It was awesome. You know, it was just like kind of what a movie was supposed to be. And I think you're going to see that open the door for studios to maybe green light less superhero projects. And I think you may see, I know Marvel just unreal, unveiled this whole next phase. And it's not, but I, I think you could see maybe that not happen now because people are kind of, I think a lot of it's going to hedge on how the uh, Wakanda Forever sequel does this, this winter or fall i think it's at thanksgiving um you know and the next couple disney plus marvel you get like the she hulk attorney like that looks like that looks fucking stupid like that looks like something your kid would watch on like 
Nickelodeon or something like during the day, like some goofy kind of puppety. Like it, it, it looks terrible. Like it doesn't. Like I almost want to watch it just to see the kind of train wreck it'll be. And supposedly they reshot a lot of it because upon first screenings, people were laughing at it and not like laughing at like things that were funny. They just literally were laughing at it for like it was a joke. And I believe there's a, a Gro- I am Groot show that's gonna come, which. Groot is cool in small doses, but I don't know how you build a show around a guy who literally just says, I'm Groot, as funny as, you know, why you pay Vin Diesel all that money just to do that. But, so yeah, I'm kind of interested to see, I mean, I know you have, what do you have, Black Adam coming out with The Rock, I think that looks stupid, uh, the Shazam, whatever, with all something of the gods. I thought the, a lot of people love Shazam. I thought it was stupid. I wanted to like it. I wanted to enjoy it. It, it came off campy and kind of, I don't know, B-movie. And maybe that was the goal. But, um, you know, I feel like the only really good, the good, de- you've had the Batman movies, which are good. I thought the Batman with Robert Pattinson was excellent. Very long. Um, you know, there's a, a sequel to the Joker coming out. That should be interesting. Um, what else? Uh, another Aquaman movie. I, I think the Wonder Woman movies are gone now because of how bad Wonder Woman 84 was and kind of the whole death of the Justice League, which the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie was actually pretty cool. Uh, it was way better than the thing they released. Granted, it was four hours, and who wants to sit down and watch four hours worth of a movie in one sitting? But, hey, excuse me, go out of yawn and drink some whiskey. It's a late night. I think it's, oh, look at me. It's almost five to midnight. I stayed out late. Um, two nights, well, then stay out. We were outside. Uh, beautiful night last night, sitting around the fire. Uh, I think we've... We've got to use the outdoor pergola and fire and chill out out there a lot more this summer. We've had, last summer just seemed like it was, it's muggy out there tonight. But it was just muggy and nasty like every fucking, the whole summer. Uh, this summer it's kind of been week on, week off. Um, crazy to think it's it's winding down. I mean, it's mid-August already, which, you know, whew, blows my mind. But, um cool thing about that is that brings us to two years of doing the podcast, which blows my mind that uh, we'll be starting, I guess, I don't know, season three, year three uh, with the next episode, you know, and I'm thankful uh, this last uh, last three months, three to six months, we've seen like ridiculous downloads and we're downloading a month what we used to do in like a three month period and that's really cool and I appreciate it um, you know as long as it continues to grow and people tell people who tell people maybe some people just listen and laugh maybe it becomes a drinking game where you do a shot every time I say something stupid but whatever works but yeah so hopefully season three will have more guests I think people seem to enjoy uh, having the interview thing like we did with uh, Craig Konopsky, who unfortunately lost in a very close um, election. It was less than 200 votes. Um, 
I thought he had it locked up with about 92% of the vote in. Unfortunately, that last 8% just didn't go our way. Um, but it was still really cool to have Craig on the show, and I really appreciated it. And, um, you know, applaud him for running an awesome campaign and still being a huge uh, member of our law enforcement community. Him and Dan Derrick are still going to do great things in the community. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll get another shot at it again. And um, But, you know, all you can do is run, right? You know, you elections are elections. But, you know, in what I think a lot of people thought was not going to be a close election, Craig showed them that there was, you know... If anything, it showed that the, I guess the people in power now aren't as popular as they think and the way they're, you know, it was kind of people passing judgment on that saying, hey, look, yeah, you, you won, but you barely won. And, you know, a lot of this could have easily went the other way. But, um, so yeah, I'm thinking of some cool things to do, um. And people to have on as well as once we get everything um, it's a long project getting the basement done I think we might do like a YouTube thing where I might have a corner set up to do video I'm not crazy about video um, you know I don't know how comfortable I am being on video just because I don't know it's just it's just I'm a, I'm a more behind the camera guy but um, we'll see about that you know when we did projects Scott was always the one we threw out in front of the uh, the camera oh it was also scott's birthday this week so everyone wish scott a happy birthday um love that guy it's crazy to think we're this old and uh we survived you know <laughs> i think we're <laughs> there were times we didn't think we'd get through our 30s and here we are both getting closer and closer to 50 so there was that as well but um other than that that's all i got this week folks um i did some different things with the audio be to make Hopefully it, it comes through a little louder for you guys. Uh, my wife and uh, Brandon seemed to think I was a little quieter. So Brandon will let me know as soon as he listens to this. He'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, you sounded way better. He'll be like, hey, you still suck. But, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys for uh, two very blessed years. And uh, hopefully year three we continue to grow and do some great things. Have a great night, everyone. Peace.